Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. And I'm Rick Samprin, yeah, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We have a special in-studio guest. We'll tell you about him in a second or two. You can visit Rob online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. 905-575-7700 is his phone number. All over social media, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. And hey, if you have a question, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com we'll answer it on a future program we are talking about landlords today things you should know before becoming a landlord and avoiding common mistakes of first-time landlords and our special in-studio guest today Neil Grabar, paralegal at centennial law group his phone number is 905-388-2458 we'll pass along that phone number throughout the program gentlemen good morning good morning good morning so landlords uh some people have great landlords some people have uh as as a as a, um, an employee employee here at the radio station uh, or another employee told me just minutes ago my landlord's a scumbag so i'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about there's both there's, yeah, there, both, there's definitely. both there's no doubt about it so maybe we'll, we'll talk about things you should know before becoming a landlord so there's people out there listening this morning thinking you know i've always kind of wondered or debated whether to become a landlord or not what are some of the peaks what are some of the valleys so maybe we'll start with rental properties doing it legally or not doing it at all well uh, Nilo, I'll, I'll, I'll go through um, rental properties. They can be a great thing yeah. if you got a great renter. Okay, and but it could be a nightmare. So we find, uh, and and Nilo can tell you this. There's a there's a huge list at the rental tribunal. Very long list. Yes, long list. There every day of, of renters, bad landlords. Uh, of well, not bad oh. landlords, but bad tenants. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So what? What? And, and I'm sure there's bad landlords too. But yes. um, the uh, but the list is uh, you know obviously tenants that uh, are giving a hard time to the landlord, mm. maybe paying the rent right. or maybe other issues, and uh, sometimes first time landlords, uh, it could be a bad experience because they're not used to that. They wanted to buy an investment property, mm-hmm. and they're trying to cut costs. Uh, in uh, you know doing it themselves, and that can a- end up costing them a lot of money. And Nilo, like you know, what happens when somebody tries to do it on their own? Like well, I-, I get a lot of new landlords that you know contact me, and uh, uh, the biggest problem that I see is that uh, you know they buy a property, they think, okay, I'm going to put a tenant in there, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to collect the rent. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. good to go. Easy peasy. Yeah. You know what? I put it in yeah. the account. <laughs> yeah. You know, I pay the mortgage, you know, and everything yeah. is uh, a lot of dies. Everything's fantastic. But the problem here is that um, what they don't understand is that there is a, uh, there's a residential tenancies act. Mm. There's an act that regulates how mm. landlords um, and tenants um, should, should, uh, should be in a tenancy. Mm-hmm. What landlords are kind of required to do and what tenants are, are, are required yeah. to do there, and what their responsibilities are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, there are other acts as well that kind of uh, kind of associate because it's not only a residential uh, tenancies act that we're looking at, but we're also looking at human rights. 
Right. You know, we're looking at uh, different bylaws, different, you know, uh, fire codes. Um, so I believe that what a lot of landlords don't understand is that they should get themselves knowledgeable in all this because at the end of the day, purchasing a house, renting it is a business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a business. And a lot of people forget that it is a business. Okay. You're looking at it, you know, to profit and you want to be profitable in um, purchasing a property and renting it out. Um, it, it's key for you to know and understand the act itself. Right. Okay. So I think that uh, first and foremost is very, very key for anybody that's first buying property. And in the event that you probably maybe don't understand the act, um, hire somebody that does understand mm-hmm. it and knows it. Hire and Nilo. <laughs> hire Nilo. Well, I was going to say, if you don't understand the act, you're probably violating the act, right? Because there's there's things within the rules and regulations that you probably just don't know. Well, in addition to the legal, I mean, to have a good property manager uh, probably would be key. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people look at it and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay somebody else just to collect the rent. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Right. I mean, you have, um, you know, tenants making maintenance requests, okay? When a first-time uh, homeowner will say, oh, wow, uh, okay, he's got a little bit of plumbing issue. Oh, but this is your fault. So now you're having a little bit of an argument. But what they don't understand, it, it is the landlord's responsibility to maintain the mm-hmm, property, mm-hmm. okay, regardless, okay? F- get in there, do the work that it says is required, okay? Then decipher whether it's the tenant that actually was negligent right. in these damages, and then you have to proceed proceed by way of notice, against a tenant. It's, it's, it's quite a lengthy process. It's not as cut and paste as people may think mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about, you know, doing it legally or, or, you know, don't do it. Are there right now illegal rental properties in the city? There's got to be. There's got to <laughs> be thousands. It, w- Nilo, How do you, I comment on something like this? Uh, <laughs> there's got to be thousands. And my yeah. guess is most of them are probably in, you know, the, those basement kind of apartments, right? I, I think I think that a lot of people that uh, yeah, get into the, they just look at, okay, I'm going to buy a house. Um, oh, wow. I, I can turn the basement into a rental property. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I can have somebody living upstairs um, without understanding and knowing that, that the city does implement certain bylaws mm-hmm. um, as to whether or not you can ha- operate a duplex, a triplex in certain areas. Right. But there's not only just that, there's the negligent. If there's ever a fire and somebody dies, you're going to jail. Right. Because, one, it was an illegal uh, apartment downstairs in the basement. Two, he didn't have a secondary exit to get out. Absolutely. But but once, uh, like, uh, if there's a problem or anything that that would hurt somebody in that basement Mm -hmm. from escaping if there's any issues... That uh, that homeowner is in big trouble. Yeah. Well, that that's just going to be the, the s- probably partially the trouble that he's going to be in. Uh, the secondary trouble that he's going to be in is that he's already got a tenant in there that's in a an illegal unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, now he's in this illegal unit. Um, this tenant can very well contact the city. Um, ask them to see whether or not this is a legal unit and have the fire department down, the bylaw down. Now the landlord is faced with this problem. They're faced with the problem that they have a legal unit. The city says, you cannot have this tenant in there. You can't simply just say, tenant, leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. Okay. The social benefits tribunal, the, the, the Ontario Rental Housing Tribunal, doesn't permit for that. You have to go f- through appropriate notices and applications in order to do that. Right. And in order to do that, it's, it's going to be a lengthy process. Yeah. So, um, now, so now this landlord has a tenant who has gone to the city and you know, complained about certain things and has uncovered that this is an illegal uh, you know, rental property. Now that landlord is stuck with that tenant while 
deciphering through all these legal ramifications, right? right? Yeah, Absolutely. he's got issues with this, the city yeah. of Hamilton now, with with because of having a legal unit. Yeah. Now he's got issues with the landlord tenancy uh, tribunal trying to get this guy out now because he's got an illegal unit. He's saying, "Well, no, oh. I, I I signed a, a one year lease, and so you got you, you're you're getting hit both ways." And then you're on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't give you very much time. Oh, you're to you're on the clock. <laughs> yeah, I may be on the clock. <laughs> yeah, the city's saying you're. He, yeah, the city's. He's. They're fining you if this yeah. guy's not out by a certain uh, time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like I, I like I, I've been a landlord for uh, almost thirty years, mm-hmm. and I know every every little detail when it comes to the the things about being a landlord, and it's not for everyone. Yeah, it it. it you have to have, especially if you want to have multiple units. It's yeah. got it, it's got to be in your blood. You got to be able to take it. Say it's cost of doing business, right? Because you are going to have losses with tenants. And and when I was in my early twenties, and I had uh, tenants, and if they didn't pay, boy, it, it, I was in trouble, like mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. because I'm banking on that rent. And you know, when you're in your early twenties, you don't have much money. Right? right, you're just yeah. getting started in life. So in the old days, I mean, the the rental tribunal wasn't as strong as it is now. So right. a landlord would go up to the tenant, grab by the shirt, listen, you're paying the rent, otherwise uh, <laughs> we're gonna have some problems here. That's the old days, that's but today days. it's different. Otherwise, I'm calling Vinny and we're getting some that's cement it. shoes. That's and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, in a second, is it a, a get rich quick scheme? Uh, stay tuned for that. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML in studio with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today. At 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. Nilo Grabar is our in-studio special guest today, paralegal at Centennial Law Group. His phone number is 905-388-2458. So if someone is debating whether to enter this game, they should probably call you to say, hey, how do I get started, right? Well, uh, Nilo usually will probably give them the connections and stuff. Sure. But usually, you know, people would start, they call the real estate agent, they buy a property. Oh, okay. And then we would give Nilo's name if there's any issues and stuff like that. Nice. But we, we uh, at our office, we also uh, find tenants for, for the single-family detached homes, mm-hmm. and we do the full credit check and everything else like that. And we, we like on our single-family homes, we have a guy in our office that uh, we, we we got a great track record of finding uh, tenants because uh, you know we, we we screen them and everything else, uh, and they actually end up becoming uh, home buyers after. Nice. But but when you're dealing with multiple unit buildings and stuff like that, that can be a yeah. little bit of an issue. Yeah. All right. So is it a get-rich-quick scheme? I mean, you've been doing no, it for three no, decades. No, it, it it is a delayed gratification. Um, you're buying a property. You want uh, a tenant to pay uh, the rent, which was really paying your mortgage on the property. Mm-hmm. And in 10, 20 years from now, that uh, what happens is the value of the property has gone up. So let's say you bought a property for 300000 in let's say twenty years, it's worth probably uh, six hundred thousand. Sure. So not only that, that it's gone up three hundred thousand, but it's also uh, paid for. So now you've got a six hundred thousand dollar property right. with zero mortgage. So there's a good retirement uh, mm-hmm. package there for you. And secondly, um, it uh, you get tax write offs. Um, you know, I mean, like, um, you know, you basically you do have to claim the income of the rent, but you also have the tax deductions of any work that you've done to the property mm-hmm. to maintain it so this person can live there. Absolutely. But okay. it is not a get rich quick scheme. Uh, is the rent taxable and, and are there expenses? 
there 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 is expenses um like if you have a single family home usually the uh the tenant will pay all the expenses like the the gas the hydro uh um and um the water um a lot of times uh and then the, the owner the landlord would pay the uh uh, the, the taxes of the property, the, right. the real uh, the real estate taxes for the city of Hamilton, they'll pay the mortgage and the insurance. So uh, the landlord has probably three or four expenses, and mm-hmm. and uh, and then the home the the renter would have to get their own uh, tenants insurance in, uh, in the property, and they're required to do that. Right. And, you know, the landlord's not liable if anything happens. So there, are, I mean, you mentioned you know the a gradual kind of gratification. Uh, there's really a lot of upfront costs that you have to you know handle oh ab- absolutely like i mean for you know if you if you're buying a, a a rental property obviously uh sometimes you have to put a little more than your uh uh 5 10 uh, 20% we just had a we just had a property it was a sixplex and the guy thought he could put 20% down and uh that's usually goes to commercial and they usually want 35% down wow. uh lenders want 35% so you got to be careful what you're buying and really know um you know uh what your down payment has to be on a, on a property because once you start hitting more than 3 or 4 units you definitely have to put more money down as a as a, a down payment and uh but but again, it's uh, you know, like you have to have it. In, you have to be careful. You know, you got to get the right people working for you. Like I have, you know, plumbers on standby. I have uh, electricians and you know, handy guys mm-hmm. that if I need anything done, it, it's taken care of. Years ago, I did all that myself, wow. and and it's not, uh, you know, it's it's not easy. I mean, like I, I mean, I had my 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 uh, book on uh, how how to uh, <laughs> how to book on uh, on doing things around. As a, as a landlord yeah. when I was young, but now I can afford to, and and it makes it a lot easier because if there is a plumbing issue, you just call the plumber. Yeah. He's there within 24 hours, and and it's taken care of. There's no YouTube back in the day either. No, there's you can no just YouTube. See back how there. to fix whatever, right? E- exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, still to come, we'll talk about uh, whether or not you have to be handy. We'll get into credit checks and pets as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this Saturday morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also in studio with us today, Neil Grabar, paralegal at Centennial Law Group, 905-388-2458. You can call Rob Golfie today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, robgolfi.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter and check them out on Facebook as well. If you have a question for Rob, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com. We'll answer it on a future program. Today's topic, things you should know before becoming a landlord and avoiding common mistakes for first-time landlords. Uh, How about this? A rental unit in your basement won't necessarily add to the value of your home. True or false? Um, it's uh, it, It makes it more attractive. Does it add? It's like having a finished basement in the house, but if you got a kitchen and a bathroom down there, right. it becomes more attractive to uh, to the buyer. Mm-hmm. So, um, like if if they have a, a an in law that wants to live in the in the same house, right. that it, it, you know, and there's always people looking for 
uh, an in-law setup, you know, especially now with, uh, you know, families are breaking up and the daughter has, you know, one or two kids. Sure. The parents, you know, they'll say, let's, you know, let's get a house together so we can help you out with, you know, babysitting and stuff like yeah. that. But um, it, it does make it attra- more attractive, a finished basement. But if you're going to finish a basement, like if you got a raw basement that's completely not finished mm-hmm. and finish it, it's going to cost you probably forty to $50,000 to put sure. a full apartment down there. Um, will you get that back uh, next month? And get a re- No, not really, no. Right. But, but as time goes on, value goes up. It does make it more attractive, and, and it does add value but uh, to the home um, if, if the basement has mm-hmm. a full in-law uh, suite that's in there. And if it's not uh, uh, legal, uh, we advertise as an in-law suite. We're not saying we're, it's, it's a legal duplex, and we're not saying you can continue you, you know use that with someone else to move into like another family. Right. Uh, but people do it. There's a lot of them in Hamilton, as long as there's nobody complaining. Um, and uh, it, it, it's fine. There is a shortage of, of uh, rental units in Hamilton. So the city's not going to be as mm-hmm. enforced uh, as much uh, unless there's a complaint. Right. Uh, they know that it's out there, but uh, they're, you know, they're just kind of closing one eye. And, and if there's an issue, they'll, they'll, they'll enforce it. Uh, I guess, if anything, you know, having a rental unit in the basement, obviously the basement's going to be finished. If, if anything, it opens it up to a wider array of possible uh, you know, home buyers who are, who are looking at oh, this property. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, when we walk into a basement and showing a client, say, wow, this is fantastic. You got a whole you know, a floor of uh, square footage here mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that can be used. Yeah. And uh, it, it does make a difference. If it's done nicely yeah. and it's got a nice floor plan in the basement, you know, you got one or two bedrooms down there with a kitchen and bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely attractive and it and it, it will demand more money. Yeah, it, it, it obviously would give any homeowner, whether you're a first-time buyer or not, more options in terms of, you know, you might have a first-time home buyer going in into this property and thinking, uh, you know, hey, I can rent out the basement and, and, you know, pay half the mortgage or all the mortgage or whatever the case is. Uh, and it might, you know, open their eyes to that possibility. Absolutely. Uh, practically three quarters of the homes in Vancouver, uh, their basements are rented out. Really? Uh, yeah, because a friend of mine moved out there years, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And uh, and the basement was partially finished, but they finished it to put an apartment in. And he's had the uh, basement rent. Because housing is so expensive right. yeah. in Vancouver, it's just too expensive for one family to afford. So they need that rental income to help pay for this property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are regulations the same across Canada or do we have different variations with different provinces or even different cities? There are different regulations yeah. with different provinces. And in Ontario, again, you know, we're regulated by the Residential Tenancies Act under the Ontario Rental Housing Tribunal. And again, with all the uh, all the bylaws. Now, we also, every city has different bylaws. Right. So depending on where your property is and where you had purchased the property, um, one would want to know what the bylaws in those areas mm-hmm. are, okay, mm-hmm. and and and, the, and the certain fire codes because all across the province they they don't they're not all the same, right? Um, however, the act does is just regulated just for Ontario, so it does get applied. Um, you know, if you buy property BC, no, it doesn't, right? So they have they have their own uh, regulations that regulate the. Uh, um, the rental properties. Uh, what's the most common complaint or the the most common issue that you'll deal with? Most common issue, yeah. um, non-payment of rent. Non-payment of rent. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's probably number one by a lot. Tribe, you know, yeah. here's those matters on Tuesdays, uh, morning and afternoon, <laughs> and that list is long. Really, it is long. Um, and it could be for various reasons. Um, you know, a lot of the times tenants just fail to pay because landlords fail to do. 
Okay. Right. Um, so a, a tenant feels that they don't need to pay because a landlord is failing to maintain. Mm. They're failing to, you know, uh, <coughs> make certain repairs um, that they require. Um, more importantly, um, vital services. They fail to, um, you know, maintain the vital services, mm-hmm. the heat. Um, you know, a, a lot of landlords are like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do. You got to wait for the uh, for my heating guy to come in. No, what you need to do in the meantime is you need to provide that tenant with like block heaters. So, um, you know, the, the non-payment of rent, yes, there's a lot of tenants that just say, I just can't come up with the money. Right, they have right. other bills they need to pay and they find themselves there. But when you're, when you're going in for these non-payment of rents, um, tenants are permitted to be able to argue um, what is called a Section 82 issue, okay, which allows them to argue any maintenance, harassment, any other issues, mm-hmm. um, and giving reasons as to why they didn't pay their rent. Okay, um, Going in for non-payment of rent doesn't necessarily mean that a tenant will be evicted. Um, this, this is, it's the, the board has changed and you, you'll see from, um, from your experiences that, you know, in the past in, in dealing, in dealing with tenants, um, from then and now is very, it was, a, is a dramatic change. Mm. It's not that the board is for tenants and people look at it. It's not because they're for tenants. It's just that landlords are not as knowledgeable, mm. um, because before it was easy tenant, you haven't paid, get out. Right. Okay. Now you have to go through a full process. Right. Okay. So it's much more difficult to evict a tenant who you feel is not, uh, you know, paying their uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily do you want to, just because they haven't paid rent, do you, not necessarily do you want to evict them. Right. Um, the board actually uh, allows for one to be able to go into mediation. Okay. Um, tenants able to be able to see duty counsel, mm-hmm. to be able to um, meet with that tenant again and make amends. Right. And start over. Because at the end of the day, it's a business. Yep. Okay. And if you're able to get that money back, um, you know, you could be in arrears about four months. Mm-hmm. It could be four months with arrears. At, at times, you're going to be $1,000 a month. You're $4,000 in arrears. Right. Maybe trying to save that tenancy might be m- well worth it for you because then you'll be able to get your money yeah. back and you're not going to fall in behind yeah, again. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 uh, the, sometimes tenants, I don't know, uh, there's professional tenants out there that purposely <laughs> purposely look for places where they can get in right and and then they'll give you the first and last month's rent guess what that's the last rent you're going to see from those guys yeah. and you and you've seen these guys well, at, at uh, the tribunal professional tenants uh, they could stretch this across uh, over a year wow. yeah okay. if they if they're good at it if, if they're, they're good, good at, at it yeah. yeah if usually um, the average tenant he's not paying the rent and he's getting called and he can't afford it he'll he'll end up packing up and moving and moving in with a family or or, or a relative hmm. uh, but the professional ones yeah they can they can push it to a year and and it could drive uh, a part-time or a first-time landlord into into the hospital mm-hmm. you know because <laughs> because you know he's wanted to get in this investment so let's say he buys a, a $400,000 townhouse he's renting it for let's say $1600 a month and he's not getting that money from this uh, tenant, mm-hmm. sixteen thousand, sixteen hundred a month. Um, it could be up to twenty thousand dollars in a year right. if this guy can push it. So let's say let's say it's fifteen thousand. Already he's lost money on in, uh, on the inflation of the property, yeah. and he's lo- well not the inflation, but he's lost money on on the mortgage. So it's cost him another fifteen thousand in losses. Yeah. And it and it believe me, it could it could hurt somebody financially. Well, I I've, I've seen people uh, lose their lose their rental properties because their tenant. Mm. 
uh, is not paying the rent. And the tenant sometimes, uh, you know, there's a lot of great tenants out there. There's no doubt about it. But there, there's a lot of bad ones too. And um, I just saw on the, on a on a, a site there's out there. It's a blog. Uh, it's called BadTenantList.ca. And uh, you know, so 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 landlords are, are combating back at these tenants so that another landlord doesn't encounter the same guy right so if the because now people google people's names right yep so yep. if it, it, his name shows up on the bad tenant list.ca mm-hmm. guess what well, you know we, which brings us to the screening process which is very important that's you that's your that's your initial application that's somebody moving into your house yeah you know very much like uh Atlanta looking at okay what did it what did i have to go through in order to buy this house Okay, that should be kind of similar to what a tenant needs to go through in order to rent mm-hmm, your house. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it, uh, uh, to to go down all certain avenues. I mean, an application is fine. Credit checks are fantastic. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, and the, and the credit checks we find sometimes it says high risk, but there's a reason. Sometimes they went through a separation, uh, or they they do have the same job for the last five ten years. Um, there, there's sometimes you know there's a reason why that they they have to rent for a temporary time like maybe a couple of years just to get back on their feet hmm. and we look at that um, but the one thing I find that when we f- have somebody fill out a tenant application to rent um, if they don't fill it out uh, that good oh you know I you know this is where I work like they they're trying to avoid all the questions <coughs> that are on that application right those are the ones you don't want yeah. because they're obviously hiding something. <laughs> And it, and honestly, if they have a job that they've only been at for three months, four months, I, I'm not. I'm sorry because mm. it looks like they're drifting from job to job. Well, I, I've se- I've seen it all, and I think with applications, uh, the big issue that uh, I've seen with a lot of landlords where they really got t- taken for a ride is an application. Yes, I work here, and this is my boss, and this is my boss's number. Call them, and they're calling, and they answer the phone like let's say. AMG Studios. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, does uh, you know John Doe work for you? Yes, he does. He's been here for years. Um, fantastic employee. I don't think we're ever going to lose him. What the landlord doesn't know is that the tenant. You mean no, the landlord. That's right. What the landlord doesn't know when he's contacting to do the screen is that you know that might. Is that really mm-hmm. his boss? Right. He just got a number from Could the tenant. Well, remember, yeah. remember, so, so it turns yeah. out that, that uh, turns out that a good number of times. That tenant is not even employed. That's wow. his buddy's number. Yeah. Wow. His buddy's prepped. He's waiting for that call. <laughs> it's like you know, the show on Seinfeld. Remember George Costanza's running into into the house. Vandalay Industries. Vandalay Industries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and Kramer answers the phone, <laughs> and it just kills him because yeah. he yeah. just gave a, a, a different number. But yeah, there's. But I do check. I do check, and uh, I, I verify the number. And uh, you have search engines for that. Yeah. It's it's easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ca- call the company and and just and make sure that. Uh, everything is uh, yeah. th- as it should be, right? Yeah. Should you live near your rental property? Um, I think yes if you're uh, a new landlord. Okay. Um, but if if you're um, but if you run it as a business and, you know, sometimes uh, there's properties that come up in different areas, you know, um, you hire a management company to manage it for you. Mm-hmm. I prefer to own properties near where I, I work and live. Um, you know, uh, it's a lot easier. You can deal with it a lot quicker because you either drive by the, the, the house or the uh, a, a small, you know, duplex, triplex, or fourplex or whatever it is. Uh, I, I prefer to live nearby. Um, I know some people sometimes will say, hey, you know, the market's great in Toronto or Milton or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have an issue to deal with, and you do have a management company, but still 
you know, you have to drive out there, and it becomes more of like, oh, this is out of my way, sort yeah. of thing. Sometimes, yeah. if you just have, you own one house and you're renting one house, to even have a management company might not be necessarily like you know the best choice. You might want to manage that yourself. But uh, landlords, what they should know is that um, this is a property that you do own and you are renting out, even though the tenant have all these rights to be able to occupy that, provided they pay their rent. Um, a landlord should go and inspect the property, and they can. They can't just go knock on the door. They can post a notice, a mm-hmm. 24-hour notice to enter. Post it on the door. Say, I'm going in to do an inspection. Do that once every three months. Right. Do that once every four months. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it every week or, no. you know, every, you know. But you want to go in to see, you know, are there any damages? Yeah, you, you want to make sure are, they're are not they growing any the marijuana yeah. in the basement. <laughs> 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 That's a whole, it's a whole different Oh, reason. yeah. So if the, if the tenant knows that you're uh, inspecting, they're going to think twice before they grow yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> now, should you should you make those uh, you know scheduled? You know, as you said, every every couple months, every four months, you know, quarterly type thing, just so the tenant knows that hey, well, you, know, you, this you, is happening. you would want to do that too because they are fire codes. So, which means you right. would have to kind of you want to periodically check the fire. Um, fire detectors in the house, yeah. smoke detectors, smoke detectors yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just make sure replace the batteries. Yeah, like, replace yeah. the batteries once a year because if anything happens, that's the first thing they look. But yeah. as Rob said too, you know what? If they know that you're going to be coming periodically to go check, yeah. there's more likely not to have a grow up operation downstairs, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, they're more likely to actually maybe keep the place a little bit more maintained. They know that you. Um, are, are respecting your own property and respecting them, mm-hmm. and I think they may feel try to do the same. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What makes a good landlord? Um, a, a good landlord uh, upkeeps the property. Um, you know, if if there's a problem the tenant has in regards to any issues, um, it's it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh I was away in uh, Europe for two weeks, and we and we had uh, a problem with uh, one of the faucets. So um, it was taken care of while I was away. I had people, you know, to make sure, and they, and they were, and they're happy about it. So they can't complain. Uh, but tenants can't complain, saying, "Oh, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do this." It, yet, if you take care of the property, um, and you, you know, the tenants will be happier. Um, and you know, I mean, hopefully they pay the rent regardless. I mean, if somebody's not paying rent, that's just the character of the person. Right. If the property's <laughs> maintained well. But uh, but there's I'll tell you tenants uh, they're great salespeople I'm telling you that <laughs> they should be in uh, real estate sales because boy I've heard all of them and then uh, you know and sometimes you you're like wow this is guy this guy's pretty convincing and he's mm-hmm. pretty good and uh, but then you find then you realize the character of the person because he's uh, you know, he's selling you that. Oh, I'm gonna get give you the rent n- next week. So next week comes. Oh, you know what? It just happened. So you, <laughs> you, and the guys and, and they're good. I mean, yeah. I've, I've met them all. I, I know every single one of them how they how they are. Uh, you got to treat it like a business. Again, yeah. you treat it like a business. Uh, I see a lot of landlords befriend the tenants, uh, go over, have coffees, mm-hmm. thinking, hey, you know what? If they like me, you know, they're not gonna cause any problems. Well, you know, here's the reality of it. Okay, when a tenant falls into arrears for whatever reason oh. and their backup is against the wall, they don't care about your friendship. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's out the door. Yeah. Now, you know, you know, all the cards are going to be thrown out. Any issues that there was in the past are going to be, you know, mm-hmm. exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, treat it like a business. It's, it is a business. You, you yeah. know who the worst tenants are? Who's that? Family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to take advantage, right? Well, you know what? Family, th- uh, you know what? When you have family renting, 
they feel that, uh, um, oh, you know what, he'll be okay if I don't pay the rent uh, this month right. or, you know, I'll, I'll catch up next month. But I don't know. Have you seen family? Uh, but by the time you see it, it's like six months to eight months in the rears because the family's giving them that extra leeway. Oh, there's emotions, yeah. lots of emotions, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you, you try, know you try to kind of stay away from that. But yeah, I've I've seen I've seen quite a bit. Um, I, I mean, to rent out to family. Uh, my suggestion probably no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. You know, and, it. and I had one guy one time. Uh, he was a fellow a fellow realtor. And he called and, and this guy applied for an application to rent from me. And he was definitely a, a, a no on my list to, mm. to be a tenant. And so he called this guy and he says, that, you know, and he says, oh, yeah, I know Rob Golfy and, uh, and I'll call him. And, and, uh, and I said, Joe, I go, um, this guy, you know, didn't score well on his credit bureau and I really don't feel comfortable. He goes, I, and he goes, I'll, I'll make sure. Well, guess what? <laughs> he was a bad tenant. Yeah. He was terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So even if a friend comes by and just say, look, Unless he signs the lease and I get the rent from him directly, right, it, right. you know what? I'm not taking anybody. It's not worth it. Yeah, it isn't worth it. Yeah. No. Today's topic, uh, things you should know before becoming a landlord and avoiding some of the common mistakes of first-time landlords. We are back with the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on AM 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. We are back, and this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, is in studio, as is our special guest today, Nilo Grabar, paralegal at Centennial Law Group, 905-388-2458. That's 905-388-2458. You can find Rob online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Page, and you can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 575-7700. Is email questions at robgolfie.com. If you have a question, send it to questions at robgolfie.com and we'll answer it on a future program. Things you should know before becoming a landlord and avoiding common mistakes of first-time landlords is our topic today. And we were talking about the emotions of this process. Uh, family members, probably not a good idea to involve them in this process if they do want to rent uh, or vice versa. Um, how do you deal with that when you're in that kind of emotional kind of um, disarray because you have a family member or things are getting heated with a tenant or with a landlord? That can be uh, spicy, I guess. It is. Uh, family members, uh, you want to keep that family member in good standing don't just say you know what you don't deal with family um just because of the fact um you know you run a, a good strict business and uh and you don't want to have conflict with the family yeah. you know that you see um you know at the weddings and all these different functions mm -hmm, at christmas mm -hmm. so my advice is uh you know it I personally don't don't uh, I won't let a family member uh, rent. Sometimes right. they'll say, "Hey Rob, if you got uh, you know a unit, you know, even though I may have an empty unit, I I won't. I just mm -hmm. said, you know, you know what? It's not for you. This this location, it won't be for you. Yeah. And uh, and the, and it just keeps the family intact better because uh, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of units for rent out there. That family member can find something else mm -hmm. and uh, and let them. Then you don't have to know their business. But I'll but uh, you know if they. All of a sudden, they have a problem. They'll stop calling. They'll stop paying the rent for a little bit, and then you're always chasing them for it. Right. And you don't want that. You yeah. know, you want to run a nice, you know, landlord tenant business and uh, just 
And yeah. family knows how to push each other's buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll they'll take it to the extreme. They take yeah. it a little bit further because yeah. they know you're not gonna you're not gonna um, be as hard on them as probably somebody else would. But at the end of the day, you know, again, it being a business, you're a landlord, business boss, tenant, mm-hmm. possible employee. So yeah. now you have yeah. a, a like a boss to yeah. an employee, and that's the kind of relationship you're gonna have. Now you know the, you're renting out their house. How you, you know you're rent, your, your 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 sibling, your um, cousin, whatever it may be, is renting out your property. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the boss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, there's and, a lot, and, there, right? and, and, and there's a lot to take. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like you know friends and family. You know. Uh, keep out, stay away. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Friends yeah. and family, stay out. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, like I, I've I've experienced all sorts of tenants uh, from the early uh, late the late eighties when I started buying uh, homes. I had student rentals, and then I had uh, um, you know uh, regular people renting. I, I've I have had all, all sorts, and um, again, majority of my uh, tenants were uh, were were good. Mm-hmm. Um, what, it's when I got uh, when I got. What I'd say the bad tenants is when I uh, I didn't do the thorough checks. That's that's where uh, I uh, I messed up and uh, and I should have took taken a little more time. Right. Instead of I should have kept that unit one more month empty versus grabbing somebody to fill that month up and to get money, but right. then it ended up costing me more money down yeah. the road. So it's better. Uh, so now you know uh, I'll have an em- I'll keep a unit empty for two months until I get the right person mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise you're gonna have problems, more problems down the road. So h- how did you change your screening process? What what changed from before that happened to, to afterwards? Well, when I do a full credit check, and uh, I, I want to find out where they're living. So if they have, uh, if they work for uh, a company, you know, they, let's say they work for the city of Hamilton, they've mm. been there for ten years. Okay, right. so that's that's a good thing. And then I try to find out uh, a little bit of history on them. You know, why why are you renting? I mean, like you know, like you do well and, mm-hmm. and this and that. And sometimes um, it could be uh, that uh, you know there's a separation and 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 it's not complete. And uh, like with their separation with their spouse, so they need to rent a place because they haven't finalized their sure. divorce. So they need they need a place uh, temporarily, and and that happens a lot. So we look at that, and uh, like all different aspects, I you know sometimes I try to find out where they're living, and I'll I'll call and I'll try to find out a, a previous landlord. I don't like calling the current landlord that they have mm. because that current landlord if they're not doing well with them that landlord's going to say yeah he's a great renter oh god too bad yeah. i have to see him go you yeah. know <laughs> they want him out of it. they want him out and mm-hmm. uh, so i'll i'll check that out but i'll try to find out the landlord prior and uh, and i'll and i'll find out if if it is a legitimate prior landlord you know what i mean and uh, sometimes they they can get again like uh, Nilo was saying they they'll give up their friend's name and say oh yeah he's, you know what I mean so yeah. so there's a lot of scams out there you yeah. got to be careful with one more go round uh, when we come back we'll get into uh, what happens uh, when you bring a pet into the equation you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.
Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Nilo Grabar, paralegal at Centennial Law Group. His number is 905-388-2458. He's our in-studio special guest today as we talk about uh, things you should know before becoming a landlord and avoiding common mistakes of first-time landlords. Call Rob today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com on the World Wide Web web at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Um, what happens when a tenant brings a pet after they move in? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad day. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Even if it's a fish? Well, you know what? It depends on how they, uh, if, if their pet is, a, you know, if it's a nice little, you know, dog and, and they take care of it and, yeah. they, you know, it, it, it go, they let it outside every, you know, uh, once in a while for sure. it to go to the washroom. The worrisome meter kind of goes down. Yeah, there. like, yeah. you know, but, you know, because, you know, I, I have a dog myself and, you know, and like if you walked in my house, you would not know if there was a dog there. Unless, mm-hmm. You know, you see the little bowl, the water bowl, and the, and sure. the food bowl there. But, um, it, but there's people that just don't know how to take care of a pet and mm-hmm. uh, they just you know and it, and they can make a mess of your house yeah and it, and, it, and it could be very costly you know like, well, especially, like especially when you have like a you know a two-bedroom unit and they got uh two rottweilers right. in that house um you know those those, those dogs, they, they, they want to play they want to play <laughs> yeah, they want to sure. run around oh, yeah. and and them playing and running around it causes damage mm-hmm. um but there is uh I mean, even if you have a lease agreement, see, a lot of people said, okay, I'm going to write up a lease agreement. No pets. Right. In, initial it. The tenant acknowledges, I'm not bringing pets in there. Um, it's not enforceable. Mm-hmm. Once that tenant gets into that unit, they can bring that Rottweiler yeah, in there. Right. And, yeah. there's, and there's really nothing you can do. Well, I'm not going to say nothing you can do. What you do is, uh, as I indicated earlier, um, postals notices to enter. Look to see if there's any damages. Mm-hmm. Give notices if you notice any damages. If there's extreme wear and tear in those carpets, if there's um, you know one a, a window that's broken, um, if you're seeing the hardwood um, you know completely scratched up, yeah. these are damages. Get it assessed by a contractor, and then go after the tenant mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. damages. And yes, yes, they're permitted to have a pet, but they're also um, you know, it's their responsibility to maintain the interior right. of, of the unit to, to keep it as best as as they can as as they received it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- with the exception of you know normal small wear and tears, sure. right? Is there is there more of a hard and fast line uh, when we're dealing with exotic pets? So you know. Uh, you know, big, big, big snakes or, <laughs> uh, I don't know, birds Monty. from, you know, South yeah. America. Is that much more enforceable, i.e. the landlord can say, hey, you got to get this thing is out it, here? Yeah, whether it's a, a legal or illegal, to, uh, you know, animal, I mean, it, is it for us to determine mm-hmm. that? I mean, um, you're going to go in and you're going to do your notice. You're going to go in and that's when you're going to notice this gigantic snake that's yeah. – um, I mean, you'll ask attendant questions. Yeah, um, <laughs> how could you not? Yeah. Uh, Where'd you get this thing? And, yeah. and, and, and find out, like, what uh, – you know what's the deal with with the snake? I mean, look mm-hmm. at the enclosure. If you if you're looking at it, and it doesn't look safe. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're in a building and you have a building, and this guy has a snake. I mean, I think yeah. there was a story just yeah, recently yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I know. You yeah. know, um, you know how how this this gigantic uh, bull constructor got out. Yeah. Um, fell through the floors and uh-huh. and they killed two children. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a landlord um has to look at that as, as some sort of a liability as well on, mm. on, on the, itself, yeah, okay? yeah, absolutely. So now all of a sudden there's going to be a lawsuit yeah. 
allowing this snake into the into the into the home. Yeah, yeah. But that would probably be a bylaw equation, though, right? I mean, that'd be against the city bylaw. Yeah. Oh yes, right? of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the bylaw I, I, in the Hamilton areas, uh, as I read it, is uh, is that they're able to have to a maximum of four pets. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, four pets. I mean, uh, it, it does. It's very. Uh, it's not specific to like the size of the animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we looking at you know four Great Danes in in a, in a bachelor apartment? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I you know I, I'm pretty sure that you know the the bylaw would say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have them come out to see. Um, or for any landlord to call call the city and say, "Hey, this is a situation. Yeah. What's the bylaw?" The city's pretty mm-hmm. great with that. So, yeah. got about a minute left. I guess uh, the you know the the common uh, moral of the story here is if you are um, you know uh, debating whether to get into this game or not, is to, to have some knowledge yeah. or, or yeah. get some knowledge on on the ins and outs and uh, I, kind of the, I, the tricks of the trade. I can tell you a quick story. Yeah, I have a, I had a tenant on uh, Glendale in uh, in Hamilton uh, year many years ago. So I'm trying to knock on the door and trying to get a hold of these people. They're not answering the door. They're not, not answering their phone. So it was, it was a struggle. So I had to go by there all the time. So I'm knocking on the door, nothing. So I, I start driving away, and I look in my rearview mirror. I see a car park stop right in front of the house. Get out with a pizza. Go right to, to my property. <laughs> and, and he comes back to his car. He, has, he doesn't have the pizza in his hand. I stop him. I say, did, where did you deliver that pizza? And he said, you know, that house. I go, oh, my God. I go, I, I was just there. So, I mean, they answer the door for pizza, but they won't answer the door to the landlord. I'm telling you. That's the kind of stuff you will you can get depending on the on the tenant that uh, you uh, get into your home. So the next time you showed up, you had a pizza in hand? Or? I should have. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> Nilo, thanks for coming by uh, today. Rob, we'll uh, catch up with you uh, next week as well. You, you got it. All thanks, right. Rick. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.